Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. Hump day edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, December 14th, 2022. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your rainy, wacky Wednesday morning. Roads are wet. Rain is coming down. Drive safely. Allow yourself more time to get where you're going. And stay tuned in to Kentucky Roll Call. Already nearly around maybe more i don't know i just kind of did a quick count 40 text messages on the thornton's text line that we'll need to get to before the show even starts let alone what's going to come in during the show today but uh keep them coming in we love it we love thornton's as well allow yourself even more time to get where you're going today to pop into thornton's it's rainy it's ugly it's yucky outside get yourself a donut why not you deserve it go nuts donuts nick roush how are you uh, you know, not not feeling uh, in tip top shape. Uh, it's that time of the year where annoying little bug. Like the the wife had this bug a week ago. Duke used to have it, so now it's my turn to have it. And it's you know just a little annoying, but we're we're powering through. We're powering through on a hump day. Scoots, how how was Top Golf? I need I need a Top Golf breakdown. Oh, it was great. Hold on, before hold on before he answers. I was disappointed, Scoots, to see – I mean, you're one of the hardest-working men in radio, but I was disappointed to see you were working a game last night because I thought you were going to get after it at Topgolf. I did get after it at Topgolf. Yeah, I just – I did it – I just did it early. I mean, I didn't didn't really get after it. I think I only had three or four beers. But I had had a nice little buzz, enough of a buzz that I had to go back to work after Topgolf, and I didn't feel comfortable giving a guest a ride in our shuttle. (laughs) <laughs> call had to call him a lift. Uh, good. Uh, I, I think we. You just had a night. Let's let's forget about the partying aspect. Did you enjoy the golf at Top Golf? Oh my gosh! Yes, it was awesome. I and it went exactly how I thought I, it would. I was on top of the leaderboard the whole time we were there. Everybody was like, "Dang, Justin, look at you!" I was like, "Yeah, I'm good at golf. You all are not." So I don't know what you were expecting, but. But then it was it was kind of annoying because they all kept asking me like, all right, can you can you tell me what I'm doing wrong here?" There was at least five or six people that just constantly were asking me for tips and advice. 
I just wasn't there for that. I was there to play golf. I mean, so so much to take. Uh, Scoots just coming in hot as all get out <laughs> this morning on the show today. So much to so much to take in. First off, maybe use air quotes around the word "good" when describing your golf game. I mean, compared to them, I was I actually yesterday I was good. I was I was locked in hitting my targets. What floor were you all on? Oh, we went to the third, which was which was amazing because oh, yeah. it was it was my best friend's um, first time ever going to Top Golf. It's been on his bucket list for a long time. That's actually why we went to Indy last summer when I broke my right arm. Um, but we didn't get to play up there, so it was his first experience. Was really happy that it was on the third floor. Wait, when you had scabs on your arm, that was a broken arm. What? No, I said when. When we went to Indy and I broke my arm, remember when I fell off the scooter? That's why we went to Indy to play top golf. Yeah, but you didn't break your arm; you just had some scabs on your arm. Mm, there's there's debate that it it was broken. Uh, According to who, it was who, ever broken. who was debating this? I mean, I, I'm debating it on account of I couldn't use it for two months. I, I think a small what, little part of it was what broken. What did the doctor say? Nothing, because I didn't go. Oh, because that's a normal thing for people with broken arms (laughs) to not go see a doctor. It fixed itself. It's fine. We're good now. Scoots, you're uh, just—I love it. What a hot! (laughs) What a great start to the show. So you're on the—you're on the third one, which is the best spot you can be. Absolutely. I do. I mean, it's kind of like a no doy comment, but it is a little easier to hit your targets from the third floor. But you were locked in to the point that people were wanting you to give like Happy Gilmore, get behind them and show them how to swing. Oh yeah, yeah. There are several people, and I had to hit them with the y'all. I'm not here to give golf lessons. I even told one girl I was like. She was like, can you teach me how to golf? I was like, sure, $150 an hour. And she was like, what? And I was like, that's actually cheap for a golf pro. So just let me know. I'll, I'll teach you. I mean, the thing that I love about all of this, too, is <laughs> they're asking you when you really, like, you, what do you know? No, like you're, you're, you're average at best, but I, I guess amongst amongst the fools, it's, uh, you know, a genius amongst fools. That's what you are, Scoots. I, I like to think I'm a little better than average, Roush, but yeah, I do know when it comes to, like, swing mechanics, what a swing should look like, what everybody needs to be. I, like, I know the mechanics of a swing. I'm just not always the best at executing it in my own swing. So you're going to start it. teaching them? Yeah, I'd love it if he were, like, again, doing the happy go more, getting behind somebody and showing them how to swing. <laughs> but then the person was like a six foot two girl. And so, like, <laughs> scoots his ass off. <laughs> <laughs> now you need to get your arm, well, you, you know, way up there. Yeah, higher than I can reach. I, I know, did not stand up. behind anybody. I'll put that Good. out there. Good. But I did well, I did straighten a couple people out. Their drives were going a little wayward to the right. And two, two separate people, I was able to start getting to hit it straighter. So suck it, Roush. Did you let one rip over top of the net? No, I told you. I couldn't even get one to the net. I'm a little weakling. I just, I, I, you know, I don't know if that's accurate. You could, did you try? We Well, so we played top drive, which basically is the game where you just hit it as far as you can. And I, I think I got one to the fence, but it didn't have a prayer of getting over. Hmm. Interesting. There was a texture that disputes our ability to hit it over the, the net. They, uh, yeah, well, I don't well, think it's well, as easy as you make it out to be. I, I, I really, I mean, I, I've seen I, I John. Really I saw John Young do it when we were down at the Top Golf, and he's like a big football player who can smash the hell out of golf balls. I, I, let's re- go ahead and re- do you have that text pulled up? We may as well just read it since we're talking about it. Uh, 
Uh, I sent it over. It. Right here, I got it. Yeah, hitting, hitting it, over, it over, over the net at Top Golf is super impressive. I don't think any of you can do it, but I'm not calling you a liar. It's 250 yards of the net, and it's 150 feet tall. I hit it around 300 with my driver and a good golf ball. Those balls aren't meant to fly 300, and the drivers they have aren't ideal. Even with your own driver, you have to absolutely crush it. Been five times in Cincinnati and Nashville, and the only I've only hit the net on the fly a couple of times. I'd like to see a video of your ball leaving the planet, TJ. Maybe the one like out in Vegas is different. Like I, 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 I'm not calling this texter a liar, and he's been to Top Golf more than I have. And I'm also not somebody that crushes their drives. But I can say with one thousand percent certainty that me myself has hit a drive over the net, and I've done it more than one time. Because, like, I've even gone up and been like, hey, I'm going to hit this one. And it's not something that, like, I want to do multiple times because those golf balls are kind of expensive. I like top golf, and you're not supposed to hit it over the net, so you shouldn't do it. But I've I've done it. Like, I have done it. I've been on the third floor when I've done it. I'm sure that's helped a little bit. Secondly, I do get my drives in the air pretty high, but unfortunately it actually takes yardage off of it. But I've got multiple people now saying that it's not as as easy as I remember it being. So I could certainly be misinformed on the easiness of it, but I don't hit my drives very long, and I can say definitively that I have done it a couple times. Uh, and I've, you know, I've seen people also hit it over the nets, not necessarily at the end of the range, but over top of it to the side. On the side, yeah, that uh, almost happened which, a couple times yesterday. Yeah, and I bet that happens like semi frequently. You know, probably a couple, a few dozen times a day. For top golf, so they are expecting to lose some of their golf balls, and I understand all that. But yeah, I, I could be I could be wrong about how easy it is, but I've definitely done it. Not to brag, but I'm also you know incredibly strong and handsome. Hmm. I don't know about that, but hey. So my favorite moment from yesterday. This was really funny. You know those little carts they have drive around. There's guys that go like under the pits to collect the balls that have gotten in there. So there was one of them driving at like the second target i think it's 50 60 yards away or whatever so i've got a driver in my hand we have five bays there's somebody on every bay and our boss goes that guy starts driving up towards the towards the pit and he goes first one to hit the cart wins so this guy's like 60 yards out i take my ball and i just slap it with my driver right at this cart and nail it it was awesome <laughs> Wow, if the ball had gone through the cart and killed the poor person inside, I hope you well, would have enjoyed your manslaughter. No, it actually, it actually worked out perfectly. So the way I hit it, it was like a little runner on the ground, and it just ran right up to him, hit the underside of the cart. So he was never in danger. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> uh, no, it, it is. Uh, that's something everybody always does at driving ranges, tries to hit the, the, the cart people. It was just a lot of fun, the fact that they were like, oh, first one to hit him wins, and 16 seconds later, the cart got hit. So Scoots was just totally dominant. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy. The ultimate alpha male. It man was great. I've never felt so manly in my life. Even tied one on in a big way, but but man enough to sober up just a few hours later. Impressive. Thank you. I went. And, I did take a nap when I got back to the hotel. <laughs> did you get like a room? I did. Yeah, I, w I looked at a vacant room list, and I was like, I told the guy working the desk, I said, don't put anybody in here for about 30 minutes. I'm going to go catch some Zs. Oh, I didn't know. So at any of my hotels that I could potentially be staying at, uh, an employee could have been sleeping in the bed. No, I slept on the couch. Out, let's, I'm not an animal. While, while uh, just 30 minutes before I checked in. I'm not an animal. I slept on the couch. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, this is awesome. Scooch, you're you're the man. Text on into the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. Roush, it's going to be probably more recruiting talk today on the show. With One football. week till the early signing period. Woohoo! Yeah. The final countdown. It's here. Seven days. Can coaches be out on the road up until that point? No. Uh, the contact period ends Sunday night. So okay. Monday, Tuesday, they cannot be on the road. Okay. Uh, yeah. So let them, let them get a little bit of space before they make their final decisions. Gotcha. Indeed, yeah. yeah. So it's and, a mad dash to the end of this weekend, and then it'll be working phones and text messages up until uh, – can, can they – can they talk to it? Can they text them up until yes, Tuesday? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. They will be on the phones with them uh, all hours of the night. Uh, I'm I'm also interested. I, I don't know how the transfer portal players, like, do they have any restrictions? I would think not. But I also would think that the coaches are going to want some time off um, around the Christmas holiday. Because I don't believe UK is going down to Nashville until the day after on the 26th is when they'll be getting in. They start practice the 27th. So uh, I, I'm sure everybody's going to want to kind of exhale and take a breather there for a few days around Christmas. But, uh, yeah, no no days off. Uh, very few days off, at least, for the Kentucky football coaching staff. Um, you know, they've got De- they had Devin Leary in town. I'm sure he's still in town after staying the day in Lexington. But Stoops was also on the road. Uh, he was hitting a PJ yesterday. And then uh, I, I saw a picture of him with Anthony Brown late last night in Springfield, Ohio. So uh, not a lot of time to rest. Uh, and it's, it's just a, a lot's happening, a lot of moving parts. Uh, I guess the, the most up-to-the-minute news would be that C.J. Blocker, a four-star cornerback that officially visited over the weekend, he decided he was going to recommit to Utah. Uh, yesterday. Boo! More like oh. Buta. Yeah, Buta. It was yeah, also like, kind of weird. Like probably a long shot UK was going to get him, but once you right. got him on campus, you thought that, all right, well, you know what? Maybe it's a better shot than folks think. Yeah, yeah. No, it, well, and especially like TCU, he, he's from Houston. TCU's in the playoff. Uh, Oklahoma offered him, and his dad played at Oklahoma in the 90s. Uh, did not expect the recommitment to Utah, but the, e- either way, uh, it did feel like a win just to be able to get him on the campus. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, unable to get him to, to commit to the Caps, but that's been mostly good news for UK recruiting. We're going to get into it, but maybe talk. we should start with, well, Scoots' top golf outing is what we started with, and I'm, I have no regrets about starting our radio show <laughs> talking about our producer, Justin Kalen's Big Tuesday. But I think we should start with the UK news of the day, and that was the report late last night that you most likely, unless something's changed, seeing defensive back Carrington Valentine's last game in a Wildcat uniform he may go pro, could probably get some decent feedback from the NFL, but could also look at the transfer portal, which he'd be the first UK starter, I think, that has transferred since Jeff Bidette. Uh, could be mistake, Could be thinking about – I know they lost some defensive backs last year. Maybe technically there was a starter there. But um, 
that's interesting. Not ideal. People have kind of mixed feelings on Valentine, but the people that know football know that he's an important piece to the puzzle for Kentucky. But not only transferring, which isn't good news, and that's something Stoops has avoided, keeping the best players in town. According to Dave Lackford of Rivals.com, if he does transfer, look for L to be destination numero uno, Roush, number one. I would be shocked if Kentucky had a starter leave to go play for a rebuilding Louisville team, especially a starting quarterback. Um, so, yeah, I, I would be shocked if that happened. <laughs> like, and it, it would not be ideal, it would not be great. Uh, I would also think it would just be bizarre. Um, like, I, I, I don't, I, I have no idea what the motive would be behind that. Um, cause it'd be one thing if he entered the portal and, wanted to try to go play for like a playoff contender or something, right? That really needed a cornerback. Um, but I, yeah, I can't, I can't. I, why don't you take, why don't you take it? Why don't you, why don't you take one guess of what the motive could be? Money, but I don't think Louisville, like if Louisville's no money was so good, they would have gotten the quarterback from Western and not Carrington Valentine. Like good I, point. I, it's a good point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, so it just doesn't make a lot of sense for me. I get the sense too that, um, because Dave's real connected with Chris Vaughn, right? So Correct. let's try. Let's try to put the dots together. Um, I love it. Right now, what's the best way to say this? I, I wonder where guys like Chris Vaughn fit into the nil equation. Um, because it, it it was different when you had handlers kind of working behind the scenes, and now. Now it's nil, and these guys can get paid directly by the collectives. So I don't know how they factor in, but it 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 feels. I mean, like there was per, there, there there was Purdue stuff out there. Whenever like there, there's always some other school, right? Whenever you're dealing with Chris Vaughn kids, and I, I think a lot of that is uh, neg- from a negotiation standpoint. But there's also, like, Louisville would love to reestablish that relationship. Um, there's, there's Jeff had a pre-existing one, right? Brian played with Chris at uh, UofL. So, like, there's, there's just certainly something there. But just from a purely logical perspective, TJ, I don't really see how any of this adds up other than some sort of message board buzz building thing like I, I i don't i just don't there's there's nothing in my brain that can make sense of that why don't you just say the two word phrase where you're you're wanting to say uh, a little click a little bait a little clickbait. we're talking clickbait, folks get them roush <laughs> get them well but the thing is though is i don't i don't deny like I, I'm, I'm sure that's what Dave has heard, but I just, I, it just doesn't make, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So I, I, I'm going to play the wait and see game, right? Like, I mean, there's just, it just, it just w- wouldn't make any sense to me. I could see Carrington, like there, there was stuff in the middle of the season that I don't want to say he was disgruntled or stuff, but there was talk like, oh, Carrington might, this might be his last year. He might be going to the draft, and I was like. Thinking to myself, really? Um, because it, it's almost similar to to JJ, where there, I, I guess Carrington's played more, but Carrington's only three years into college. 
I mean, he played his true freshman year uh, in that COVID season a decent amount. Was It was trial by fire last year. And this year he looked like, okay, this guy is an actual good college football player. If he wants to go be a pro, he needs to stack another season on top of it. Um, and I just hope that he has the – I, I just hope he makes a wise decision here. And, you know, if he wants into the portal to go somewhere else, then uh, by all means, uh, have at it. I don't know how Louisville would make sense in that equation unless they were offering some big payday. And I do think that all of the nil stuff that we, we uh, think Louisville's in such great shape with, I mean, if their nil stuff was in such great shape, they would have been able to land a basketball player. They would have been able to, to get a, that quarterback from Western Kentucky. Like I, So uh, while I think Adidas is certainly doing a good job of, of helping them out, I don't think it's just some sort of uh, dream scenario for every kid that wants to go play for the Cards. That is a good point uh, about the nil situation at UofL. Kentucky, we've used UofL and Tennessee as not necessarily a boogeyman, but as an example of, hey, these are – our biggest rivals, they seem to do, be doing a better job at this stuff than we are. We need to step our stuff up. And Kentucky's made some improvements, but still certainly not where it needs to be. For the first time that I can remember, uh, I saw Justin Rowland was calling out JMI as well. So the football staff is, is sicking everybody on them, and they're not doing that just for, for laughs. They're not just doing it because they're bored. Obviously, something with JMI and more specifically with football seemingly than basketball or basketball can avoid it in some ways or basketball doesn't care. I don't know. None of the basketball side of things seem to be overly upset with JMI. Not that they're, they, they may not be, but it doesn't seem like uh, they are at this point. But it's, it, it, it is a good point about UofL's nil situation. Now, with the quarterback at Western, maybe Western was able just to find more money and UofL said, hey, we like you, but we only like you this amount. We need to keep some other money for other people, maybe for a Carrington Valentine. So even that being true, that U of L's nil situation maybe isn't as great as it seems, and that and that's a, a good point because that money would still be available in the transfer portal. They could go get theoretically, if their nil situation was so great, they could go get somebody from a major Power Five conference that was a starter uh, at a better quality than a Carrington Valentine. And I like Carrington Valentine. I don't want him to go anywhere. I'm excited about him uh, playing for UK next season. It sounds like it's not going to happen, and I think that's a little bit of a bummer. But it could be that UofL's nil situation, while not as great as led on to be, is still better than Kentucky's, and UofL could theoretically offer Valentine more cash to go play there. Like, you could be right, but this could still also be true. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Uh, I, I'm with you, um, and it would be a heck of a power play, right? It, it really, it really would. Although, like, I would fear what Barry and Brown and Dane Key may do to that poor fella in the Governor's Cup game. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, whew, it would be rough. It would be but rough. it wasn't just Valentine. You, I, I don't know if it, you know. I'm not going to hold Blackford to this because I don't remember if he said it or not. But there, were, I mean, there's reports that it could be a few. Kentucky players that find themselves over at, at UofL before it's all said and done, according to some of their insiders on their message boards. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of that is just, um, you know, message boards a week away from signing day. Let's, like, uh, I'm not trying to discredit what's being said over there, but, you know, rumors kind of run wild. Uh, Valentine is not in the portal uh, yet. I, I don't... I, 
I don't know if he plans to be. I have not heard that. I cannot confirm that. But it's a uh, it's 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 a wild time out there, and nothing I think is off the table. So it's at least something that we have to keep in the back of our mind if it does potentially happen. But uh, as for now, it's a lot of scuttlebutt speculation, uh, and, and I will say that if if Valentine does go into the portal, that would stink. That would be a bummer. I just the the I TJ I just I just don't the money has to be so good for you to leave a top ten defense to go play for Louisville. I just don't I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, but maybe maybe it is. Maybe like, that would that's the only thing that checks out. Yeah, it just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I I I am curious though because like oh a lot of this does have to do with like. How the the aspirations kid fit, kids fit into this equation, right? And I think big picture, uh, like, are those kids a big deal? Yes, they they've been it, about fifty percent of them have like that. Kentucky's got Kentucky's gotten what four or five quality starters from there over the years. Yeah, the, you got, the majority of great players that go through aspirations, the majority have ended up at UK and. A, a a chunk of that they've ended up being nice players. Yeah, so like you, you, Carrington's one of them. Uh, Wandell Robinson's obviously the best, but he didn't go to Kentucky right away. Um, you, there's a, there's a decent list there. Isaiah Cummings worked out there, um, but there's also like Kentucky throughout all of this kind of jockeying of power between Kentucky and Louisville. There does have to be a certain amount of like. Uh, a, a line drawn, if you will. Like, how important are those players versus the ones that you're getting from Nashville right now, right? Like, you, you have Barry on Brown, Keaton and Destin Wade, and Shamar Porter from the NPA, right? That's that's their Middle Tennessee version that Cutter Bowley plays for. So, like, the, if you did somehow, like, if we're thinking just big picture on recruiting in the future, if you lost aspirations, your recruiting hopes are not dashed forever by any means. Like it, it does not cripple you at the knees, but it would be a uh, significant political move by Louisville early on in the Brom era. Yeah, it, it it would. The aspiration stuff is interesting. Just the quote, it, it, some around U of L consider it like a fallout. Other people don't think it's such a big deal uh, between UK and aspirations. I'd love the full story on that to know just what's going on. You're right, Roush, to, I think, speculate or at least question what what role nil is playing in all this. Is UK handcuffed to its nil policy, whether JMI is involved or not? Does that have anything to do with all this? Or is Aspirations looking for a little bit more nil kickback themselves? Of course, I have no idea on any of this, but it's it's fascinating. And you bring in a new staff, and it's certainly has has shaken up a lot of things and it's worth bringing up i mean brahm he's got his louisville connections just through all out the city but certainly at trinity uofl has added uh kevin wallace's son to their staff and he was with brahm at purdue for several years so now you have direct trinity and saint x ties um, obviously, mail traditionally has just been as good as a provider to U of L as any high school in America has been for the Cardinals. Obviously, UK with uh, they 
with Isaiah Cummings. That was nice. But um, historically, obviously, it's not even close. So I, you, I do think if you're wanting to get talented players out of Louisville, it's going to be incredibly difficult moving forward for UK. Yeah. Whether yeah. operations relationships good or bad, it's right. just going to be much tougher now when oh, you yeah. start to look at the relationships between U of L football and now the best high school programs in the city, which is okay. Cause you always get some great players that aren't at your traditional powers from time to time. And maybe that's where UK will strike, but it's going to be, it's going to be really challenging just to really get any player of quality out of Louisville moving forward. I think. Yeah, I, I would think so as well. Um, it, but uh, on the other hand, you're getting all the good players from Douglas and, I wouldn't say it's even, but it's it's probably pretty close to even, right? Like your Dane Keys versus, I mean, JJ is the best player from Louisville UK's had, right? And outside of that, it hasn't really been much of anything. In Louisville, yeah. Like what what Louisville kids besides JJ have been productive? Well, I mean, obviously. Keenan Burton going back almost twenty years, but, now, right? But like in but, the Stoops era, the I mean, you you signed quite a few. But uh, what's the, the the guy from Central? But again, also not Stoops. Um, the dealt drugs, Ridge Wilson. <laughs> no, no, the uh, Corey Peters. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's twenty five years ago. But like in the yeah, last, and that have worked out for Chris Vaughn. Yeah, like it's like kids outside right. of the city of Louisville. You're right. You know, you're right. Uh, I, I think there's still one more that I can't think of, but not the time or the place to figure it out. All right, uh, it's worth so bringing I, it up. It's good conversation, yeah. I, and it's something we're going to monitor moving forward. Yeah, and 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 I think now it's it's good message board fodder. It's good radio fodder. Uh, but how how concrete is any of this stuff? It's hard to say. But this is what's being shared, and this is the kind of uh, I, I liken it to kind of barbershop talk, right? Like we're we're you know the the factual evidence behind it. Yeah. You know, we don't know, but that's kind of what's being talked about. Perception's reality. So we'll see uh, We'll see how this unfolds over the coming days. Uh, but I, I do think a big, strong part of it is just the early momentum stuff at Louisville, right? You just got a new hire, and there's going to be some ripple effects with that positive momentum. I just think this is one of them. Um, if something does happen, though, it's definitely going to cause a big stink, and people are going to – going to be worried and uh you know what if if carrington valentine does leave ducky's done pretty good uh at getting players from the transfer portal there's a guy that hopped in yesterday that could be a candidate to join the secondary next season in lexington you'll find out who it is why it is when we return here on kentucky roll call tj walker nick roush justin Kalen. Oh, we'll okay Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. I am king of forwards. It's how I like to do business. Everybody joking around. We're like friends. I am Chandler and Joey and uh, Pam is Rachel and Dwight is Kramer. (laughs) 
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome. FM 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Wednesday morning. Fun, informative opening segment. And the fun continues here with Roush telling us if UK were to lose somebody in the transfer portal, maybe somebody in the secondary as we as we started the show today, you, you probably have a likely replacement. Roush? Yeah, Jansen Dunn uh, from Bowling Green, Kentucky. He went to Ohio State for his first two years of ball, was a top 150 player in the 2021 recruiting class. Went to Ohio State, got hurt this year. He was rotating in at corner. He can also play safety or nickel. Kind of fits the mold of what Zion Childress and Kedron Smith uh, did coming to Kentucky last year. Played a couple different spots in the secondary. Found a nice home at a spot for UK. And this guy could be the cornerback that Kentucky is looking for in the transfer portal to shore up depth. So it's kind of weird that Kentucky has not particularly recruited well considering how good their cornerbacks have played from the high school ranks. Uh, but Keaton Smith, second team All-SEC, I feel like that would be a good sell to come back to his old Kentucky home. Uh, I, I saw uh, Kentucky was one of a handful of schools that reached out shortly after he entered the portal, along with Cincinnati, Florida State, Arkansas, UofL, Memphis, Michigan State. So, feel pretty good on that one. Keep an eye on that one. Okay, will do. Uh, is this uh, what's the scouting report? Pretty good. Uh, th- not a ton of playing time though at Ohio State. Like I said, he was probably second or third team Nichols, true freshman, and then he was working in at corner this year when he got hurt. Uh, so it, it, but uh, got a lot of length, which is what Kentucky likes in their uh, cornerbacks. Uh, a lot of length. Well, at 6'2", 180, a good amount of speed. So that that was one of those where Ohio State got in on him early and it was going to be hard to try to, to win that battle. But uh, Kentucky's in early now and seems like a good time to land the former top 200 recruit. All right. Uh, so far, at, with only landing, I think, technically one player in the transfer portal, the Cats seem to be doing very well or at least putting them in a position to do very well. And even with a questionable nil situation, nobody really knows for sure. Well, I think people know for sure that they're not happy with where it's at. Uh, We don't really know for sure what UK's response is because Mitch Barnhart only talks to the frickin' Lane report. Uh, Which, by the way, we did did mention it that we didn't think that those tickets were available, but confirmed that that whole $3,700 section is sold out. So we... We mentioned it when we we were like, I think it's, I don't think you can get tickets there, but it, but the whole debate was if you could, like it's still ridiculous amount of money to ask people, uh, but it's enough enough people just have the desire to be able to have an adult beverage at a football game that they're willing to pay it, and there's just not that many seats, so there it, it is sold out. I was told, so uh, just going back hmm. to that, but we don't know. UK doesn't really tell us anything. They're they're not going to come out and be like, yeah, our nil situation's horrible, and it's all because of JMI. It'd be nice if they did do that, uh, but but they won't, and they don't. But so far, the transfer portal is, I think, putting them – it's not like there's been one position of need where you just haven't heard a name. Yeah, there's at least a lot of – like there, there seems to be a lot of options. 
And then it's just a matter of getting, you know, getting them to actually commit, to pull the trigger, to pop. So uh, just a matter of time. But eh, we're, that, that part, we're playing the wait-and-see game. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, what's is Leary enjoying Lexington? Tell me about his every move, please. Um, I, You know what? I should have sent intern Jacob on the job. Yeah, what the hell are you doing, intern Jacob? And I haven't heard anything from the sack pack. Oh, boy. Did you hear what happened to the sack pack? Oh, no. I saw a video of him missing a layup at Rupp Arena. Yeah, brutal. Was was that for the Yale game? That was for, the I think, the UK UofL women's basketball game. Oh, tough. It was in some sort of contest. I think you had to make a layup, free throw, three pointer. I don't know all the details, uh-huh. but he he yanked he yanked the layup big time. Mm. It was ugly, Ralph. When you can't miss, that's embarrassing. And he's tall, so that makes it even more embarrassing. Oh yeah, it it wasn't it was it wasn't good. He did eventually make the layup shot that he needed, so he didn't give up, and we'll give him credit for that. But intern Jacob, why aren't we getting some scoop on Leary? He, he may be home. Or he may be done with college. People forget that. I think his yeah. I, I think his he, last day is today. He he said he he turned in his last final yesterday. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Do you all remember your last day of college? Like your last like. All right. Well, this is like the last time I'm going to be walking to to class as a college student. I don't know. I very vividly remember, uh, like, just being in my car, driving to graduation, and just thinking, "Oh my goodness, I'm, I don't have to do this stuff anymore." This is what? This is weird. Yeah, I remember. I remember walking on UK's campus and just being like, "Oh, this is going to be my last time walking by Memorial as a as a college student." It was nice. So enjoy it, intern Jacob. Uh, but it's all over, buddy. Welcome to the real world, you idiot. I say it lovingly, of course, but also <laughs> truthfully, right? Like, why are you leaving college early, you dingus? I've I just got to share my intern Jacob text I got yesterday because it's just, <laughs> he's just, he's just so, oh man, he cracks me up. Uh, so he was like, hey, um, do you know anybody that works in the media that lives in Cincinnati? And I was like, I mean, Bobby Regan, he works for Barstool Sports. You know, he lives he lives there and works for him. It was what? what yeah, I, I didn't well, know his angle, yeah. right? And he was like, "Were well, they hiring?" It's like, I, is Barstool Sports hiring? I mean, probably, but not in Cincinnati. Like, I don't. <laughs> Why does intern Jacob want to move to Cincinnati? I, it was it was just very yeah. I, I was very confused because I think he has something lined up elsewhere. And so for that, it just, it was very much out of left field. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, intern Jacob, you'll, he doesn't listen to the show obviously, but he'll, he'll need to fill us in on some of those, those details. That's interesting. I had a few friends out of college moved to Cincinnati just to like, they were from Louisville, but I think they just didn't want to move back home instantly. Although they all pretty much did. Uh, but they lived in Cincinnati for a little bit and seemed to enjoy it. I mean, that would be a fun place to live if you're 22, 23. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be a great time. Uh, no doubt about that. But I, I do love, though, that he's picking the city and then asking for the job later. That's a good know? point. Yeah. 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 Uh, and speaking of job, the SACPAC got a job 
and where he's going to be working, I think, sometime in Louisville, part-time in Louisville. I think the full-time job's in Lexington. I don't I, – he was trying to explain it. It made no sense. That being said, congrats to him as well. Look at all these people growing up, Rush. Ah, they got their gerbs. Getting into the real world. You all are going to love it. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We love hearing from you there, 502-414-1450. We'll read a few here before we end hour number one. I don't really know how much basketball talk we'll have today. Um, like, we can continue to talk the UK, UCLA game. U of L plays Western tonight. And UCLA plays tonight, same time. Damn, 9 p.m. games. And I. Yeah, no, I mean. Because, like, guys, tonight, I was actually enjoying the Alabama Memphis game. It was a pretty good basketball game, but I just could not stay up for it. Did you see former UK target DeAndre Williams dunk? I, I did not see his dunk. I saw him foul out with like seven minutes ago, though, on a, just a lame charge call where the defender just flopped and they gave it to him because it was home refs in college mm-hmm. basketball. Yep, that that happens. Yeah. Uh, no, he he crammed one on top of an Alabama player and got an and one, and it was uh, it was it was filthy. It is, was a really really athletic play from him. Is this Penny the best team? I mean, yeah, no, I think it definitely is. And it's I, I was going to say that because like will. I I can't name a player besides Williams, you know? I'm sure if you brought some up, I might have some familiarity. Like, is that one kid that that picked Memphis over Indiana? Is he doing stuff for him? Who picked Memphis? Who who was This was two years ago. Uh, It was Woodson's first class. The only person I can think of that picked Memphis over Indiana is Lester Quinones. Yeah. Yeah, Lester Quinoa. Gotcha. Is he still there? I want to say that I thought he transferred out. But I thought yeah, he was at Mar- Marquette, maybe. Yeah, he's not there anywhere uh, anymore. Kendrick yeah. Davis is their best player. Uh, he was the transfer, I believe, from Houston. Yeah, SMU. He he was one of the big he was one of the big people in the portal. Um, yeah, no, it, it, I, I think maybe once you kind of take the bright lights off them, they can actually do a little basketball instead of any time <laughs> to like be Mr. Entertainer of college basketball right. and trying to get Memphis on the map. What 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 if you just were good? And instead yeah. of, you know, focusing on the media stuff, you just coached and you won games. And that seems like what they're mostly doing this year. And, Although and, they do have three losses. And that was a fun game too because Memphis was looking like an old Memphis team where they're physical. Uh, I mean, it kind of reminds me of like the old Cal teams, right? Physical, great athletes. Uh, get up and down. I mean, they were they were moving. Uh, the final score was ninety one eighty eight. Alabama held on for a three point win at home. Um, but Alabama, they, they didn't look like any joke either. That was that was a good college basketball game. I just nine Eastern time for a college basketball game so late. That's what I was thinking watching that game too. There's a ton of link between these two teams. Yeah. They kind of yeah. almost mirrored each other with with how much link they had. Uh, but it was a good basketball game. I agree with you. A texter says Mitch gives me old school. Republican vibes with the JMI nil situation and his alcohol policies. Well, he's definitely conservative, and so uh, he's a conservative person. Mm-hmm. I think again, I don't want to like. I think he's a good. Seems like a good man. Seems like he treats people well, and obviously, he's done an amazing job as the athletic director for UK. I just think he lets some of his personal opinions take away from making. UK's game day atmosphere better, 
bring more excitement into UK's program. I'm not talking specifically just alcohol, obviously. Uh, you bring alcohol in and the recruits will come pouring. That's that's what I'm suggesting. No, but I just think there's he's kind of stuck in his old school ways in some ways. And I think that hurts the athletic program where if you got somebody newer, more willing to embrace this new era of college basketball, I think Kentucky could even even go further as an athletic program. So I don't want it to ever come off. We'll joke and we'll we will certainly make jokes and have a good time with it. But it's not anything personal with Barnhart. He seems like a nice man. I need to need to make sure I say that. Yeah, and I think our just worries are that Mitch has gained a certain amount of success by using his decision making process. I, we're just worried that it's going to be stuck in 2005 instead of 2023. You know, I, I think that's our biggest fear. Yes. I will say with the, a lot of the nil stuff, some of it's frustration, but also like it's everywhere has their problems. I mean, did you did you hear about the Ohio State uh, the, the Ohio State dude that was whining about the nil stuff yesterday? I did not. So Keon Keeley. It's like um, on three, our, our, our national guys, they get a big fish and they just like update you every 24 seconds about him. And Keon Keeley was that guy this year. Uh, they did that a lot with Keontae last year. It was it, it wore me out. Um, but he was the, the big fish edge rusher that had a bunch of the heavy hitters involved. Bama, Ohio State, Georgia, Florida, uh, Hell, I don't even know where he ended up committing to. But uh, there was a guy, a 24-7 Ohio State writer, a butt nuts guy, who went on Cleveland radio show and was complaining about Ohio State's nil situation. And I'm sure part of what uh, the motivation was to get people to start pledging their dollars to their collectives. But he ends up committing to Alabama. This guy goes on the radio and starts throwing around dollar figures. He said UGA offered this kid 1.8 million to sign, 800k a season, and Ohio State couldn't get him more than 500k. Um, so there was a lot of a lot of complaining uh, from there in that Ohio State isn't even in the same, not even offering half of what Alabama can, uh, sort of deal. So I I think there's there's nil quote unquote problems are more prevalent. Like not not as many people have it together as you might expect. But I think our overall sentiment about Mitch Barnhart is fair. It's like you've been doing things a certain way for 25 years, and it worked for you for the first 20, and now college athletics is changing. So please don't be so stubborn that you're unwilling to change with it. Yeah, and he just gives the worst rationale and reasoning of all time for his alcohol policy. And that's also uh, yeah, worth yeah. bringing up from time to time. Yeah, it, it, it's infuriating. Yeah. Realistically, say that would even be worse. Yeah, it, even like in a parody world, he tried the proximity to the field thing. That was dumb. There, there was a lot family of atmosphere water. thing is yeah. dumb. As uh-huh. if like you know, people that are drinking aren't also with family. Like it, it just now, every, now, every now you can pay for more. Uh, it's almost like when you get get caught in a lie and you just keep adding more details, um, and it just makes the story worse. That's yeah. Yeah, uh, like, I, would, I would respect him more if he just said, we're not going to do it because I don't want to do it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't, but at least he'd be being honest. <laughs> like, I'd still be like, okay, well, that's wrong. But, you know, uh, yeah. Texter says, 
Louisville AD literally shot a commercial for nil. Freaking ridiculous. Mitch is holding us back. Well, and I'd love I would love for somebody just to detail exactly like what JMI's role in all this is. Yeah, I know um some people have had their difficulties with them, others have not. Uh worldwide Todd Harris does some nil stuff. He hasn't run into any problems with JMI. But I know Athlete Advantage has run into some. So, uh, yeah. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I'm not, you know. The JMI officials have viewed it as a zero-sum game. So they're, they're, they're worried over there about losing out on their money. Which Mitch retires first, McConnell or Barnhart? I would guess McConnell. Just purely from an age perspective. However, he... he is he getting reelected this or he just no, got reelected? It shouldn't be for, I think, a, a few more years. I I, I think he because he just know. beat or no, Booker beat, got lost to Rand Paul. So I, I think thought, I thought he just got reelected or something. But either way, I would think if can he's like 81, I would think that this would be his last term, but I don't know. He got reelected as like the Senate minority leader, so from his peers. Um, so if you heard anything about reelection with McConnell this year, that's what that was. Um, but he, I don't think, would be up for Senate nomination. How long is that? Every six years? Six years, yeah. It would be 2026 for him. And I just can't imagine him running again. After yeah, that. not in 20. Yeah, he won in 2020. So he would, I wouldn't put it past him though. So, do we think Mitch Barnhart is at UK after 2026 is really what it comes down to? Boy, I hope not. Yeah. I'll just get out in front of that and say, I hope not. Yeah, I'd like I'd like the next AD to hire the next coaches. I am right there with you. Uh, so, that's a good question, though. Which Mitch retires first, McConnell or Barnhart? About how, because I think we know the date for McConnell. It's just been, it's a pretty solid over-under date for Barnhart. Is Barnhart mm-hmm. here? After 2026, or does he hang it up before? You know, I'd lean, oh, I don't know if it's just wishful thinking or not. I'd lean Barnhart. I think at some point in this mill stuff, he's just going to have to, like, punch his pilot, wash his hands clean of the whole thing. <laughs> I think he's going to get sick of it. I mean, I'm kind of sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how about the small percentage of fans that want to maintain the family atmosphere? Let them pay an extra 3000 for their experience in a safe part of the stadium, and the rest of us can slum it in the alcohol section. I love that. It's a good text. And, I, and you know, in all seriousness, I understand people that have concerns that it's going to turn into a Bengals game and just like an, a, a four-hour booze fest. It's just there's – not to go back to the Will Levis. Like, that. that's – you're just going to need an argument that just can't be countered with the with like the inverse. But it's going to people are going to get too rowdy. One, people are already drinking. Like you're just naive to the fact that it's already going on. And secondly, if people are too rowdy, that can be on that can be controlled. It can be on security to calm things down to get people that are irresponsibly drunk out of there. Just insinuating more alcohol equals craziness and everything is out of control is just two parts broken down as being untrue i wonder if he just had a bad experience at a uh game or something right because 
I do hate how like he's not accessible whatsoever. I, I, ran, yeah. into, I ran into Josh Hurd at uh, a meet Santa at a country club on Sunday. And he was there talking. I, I looked up from the buffet line across the room, and boy, buffet was delicious. I went to town on this buffet. And my dad was talking to Josh Hurd, and I didn't even know if my dad knew it was Josh Hurd. Like, because, you know, Josh Hurd hasn't been on the scene all that long, and he's a, besides also looking like a villain in a Batman movie, he does, like, he looks pretty normal for the most part. He's not somebody that really stands out one way or another. And my dad's talking to him, and I go up to my dad afterwards. And I was like, "Do you know who you're talking to?" And he was like, "Yeah, the U of L A D." And I was like, "What?" Yeah, I was like, "Was that cool? Did you?" Enjoy? He was like, "Yeah, I just was asking him about his family. He was telling me about his kids and uh, just about Santa and about today." And I was like, "That's awesome!" Like you, you just I don't hang around Lexington's Mitch Barnhart social scene. I don't even know what that would look like. Uh, we could probably make some jokes about it though. But I don't. You don't ever hear Mitch Barnhart mingling with just the the average folks, and that's you know not the. There's a, I know like seven U of L fans that already have stories running in and talking with Josh Hurd. Yeah. He he's got good jokes too. Yeah, and he he seems to find a nice balance of media opportunities. Not every other day like Vince Tyree, but not every leap year like Mitch Barnhart. So he he's also got that figured out a little bit. So it's just I, not, I, a, not a media guy. Yeah, I wish Mitch would, would do a, a, a several different things. All right, hour one done. We're going to just do nothing but text messages in hour number two. Do not go anywhere. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, DJ Walker. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Rosh. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, fun first hour, informative, and everything you'd look for in a sports radio show. We go 7 to 9, Monday through Friday, replay the show 9 to 11, get Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcasts, just search for Kentucky Roll Call, and we are very appreciative that the podcast is in so many different places, and you don't just have to find it in one 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 spot, one platform, because uh, people don't like people don't they like options. They like having their choices, and that's why we have a great partnership with our friends at Shady Rays. At Roush, I forgot one person I needed to get Shady Rays for. So yesterday, I placed another order. Wow, what a guy! I hate, to, I hate to say it, they got me. <laughs> I was checking out, and they did the little. Like this time it was like for me I don't know since I'm a VIP member not a huge deal uh, you know that I had a little offer where the mystery pairs were like twelve ninety nine I think they're normally fifteen dollars and so what they do is just the polarized sunglasses that either aren't selling or have been in the warehouse for a long time 
they put them on like a big time discount for $15. And sometimes at checkout, they'll give you the option to buy them. Sometimes they don't. I don't know. I haven't really figured out exactly how you can just, I don't know if you can go on the website and say like, I want to buy 50 pairs of mystery sunglasses. I can only find it at checkout. Anyways, when I was checking out, the mystery offer popped up and I had to, I, I had to get a few of them. Like they're, you know, for that price, now you don't get yeah, the, you don't it's get irresistible. Their, you don't get their 30. Well, I don't know if you get their 30 day money back guarantee or not on the replacement pair. I shouldn't comment on that. Cause I don't know. I do know you don't get the replacement processing fee option on the replacement pair, which makes sense. But on any other orders on the sunglasses that I bought initially, I can a year from now, 18 months from now, three weeks, I can go back to Shady Rays and say, I want that exact same order resent to me and I'm not paying the full price. And they'll say, okay, you know what? We'll actually do it for free. You got to pay a small processing fee. So it's not actually free, but you pay the small processing fee and you get your order sent right back to you. It's awesome. Like brand spanking new. So when you buy one pair of Shady Rays, it's really like you're getting two of them when you just want to go and, and, and tell them to send you that extra pair. Uh, but not on the mystery pairs. They don't do it for those. But everything they do at Shady Rays is amazing. The quality is great. Uh, with my order that I got, I'm going to Colorado to ski in the winter. Ooh. And I got me some snow goggles. And that was really cool. That's basically every snow goggle at Shady Rays is a create-your-own. So theoretically, like all of them, I mean, at some point, there's only so many options. So they're probably not completely and totally unique. But you're, you're not getting the same pair as somebody else, most likely. Uh, so bands, the goggles, the whole the whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle, you create right there on the Ooh. website and for an incredibly affordable price. So I'm excited about that as well. So if you're a skier or snowboarder, check out Shady Rays. And do not forget promo code BIGX at checkout. You'll save 25% off. And who doesn't like saving money? Get the kit and the caboodle. ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX. That'd be a good name for a store, kit and caboodle. Mm-hmm. How do you spell caboodle? Scoots? Oh, cool. Scoots? Uh, it would be K-A-B-O-O-D-L-E. Caboodle. Caboodle. Scoots, what do you got planned today, buddy? Um, so I've got to produce up until noon today. No, no John Spears today, so I'll get out of here about noon. And then, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't have any, any plans. I know we've got Survivor tonight. I'm pretty excited about that. And then oh, man, I am excited about that. I've also got a bet on Western Kentucky, so it's going to be a fun night. But getting to the night, I'm not sure what I'm going to fill my time with. Maybe take a nap. I had this weird itch to go to the U of L Western Kentucky game, even with it being at nine o'clock, just because like you could, I, I could probably drive downtown at like. 8.30 and be able to park pretty much anywhere I'd want at yeah. close to the stadium. Like, the arena is just going to not be... It's going to be more Western fans there tonight than, than U of L fans. It actually may be a bigger crowd. It may be a decent crowd with the Western fans that are going to be there. Uh, but anyway, it's not going to do it because it is TV show night and Survivor finale night, no less, which is which is exciting. But I, I kind of just wanted to go check out Western U of L game tonight. I think Western Open is like a six point favorite, and it got bet up. I think it's double digits now. Scooch, what's it at? Is it really double digits? I bet it at I, I seven. Thought, yeah, I saw that at seven and a half. Yes. Oh, so it's still okay. Well, it was. I'll, I'll it check was growing. The if, if it's a seven and a half, that means it would have had to crawl back down, which means money would be coming back in on Louisville, which I can't imagine that that would. Sounds be like some fools. 
It's seven and a uh, half at DraftKings right now. Yeah, I don't know what would make you want to bet Louisville to cover seven and a half right now against really anybody. Including Florida a and That's a weird line, Scoots. It is a weird line. Who's here's here's my thing. Doesn't Western have that like seven foot four guy? Who the heck's gonna guard him? Who's gonna guard him? I don't care if the guy is completely incompetent at basketball. Nobody's gonna be able to guard him for Louisville. Are you kidding me? Didn't that guy like briefly transfer to Missouri and then came back to Western? I don't know if he actually went there. Else? He he did put his name in the portal though. So maybe yeah, but I think like there was a report that he was gonna go to Western. Or was considering, or, or Missouri, and then ended up coming back. Because I was like, oh, well, Kentucky's going to see him again. And then it ended up not happening. What's his name? Sharp? Yeah. Jamarian Sharp. Yeah, Jamarian Seven foot Sharp. five. Yep. That's, 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 oh, that's a, that's tall. Seven five. Very tall. Is Dante Allen playing? Dante Allen is back in action, baby. Woo! Is Christian Lander playing? Christian Lander is back in action, baby. Yeah. He played 13 minutes the last game. I thought Dante Allen was, but he didn't play in the in their most recent game. He wasn't playing much before he got suspended. Yeah, he wasn't. That's true. But I thought he was I thought he was like once by, I thought once that big stink was made and Stansberry said what he said, like I thought everybody was like, but he'll be back for the next game. So it was like, okay, is everybody gonna make a huge deal about this? But maybe that wasn't accurate because he did not play in their narrow win over Wright State. Or Western fans uh, m- think Rick Sainsbury is defiant because he won't play Dante Allen? <laughs> it's a personal thing. Oh. He, he doesn't want to be proven wrong. With the fans. With the fans, of yeah. course. Uh, Texter, uh, where are we at? 502414 text line. Yeah, if you don't want to watch that too uh, – UCLA Maryland's at the same time on FS1, nine o'clock. Man, good, decent little basketball night with the yeah. with the shows. Yeah, fun sports night. Um, Chris Beard will be fired. This one texter. Another says, "Who cares? Let Cal Perry go." Yeah, uh, totally, another texter totally has a. We have a couple Chris Beard comments here that. That might shine some light on the situation. In Texas, the victim can withdraw the statement, but the prosecutor can choose to still proceed with the evidence they have, so she can refuse to cooperate, but the pictures will speak for themselves. And yeah, it still, I think, would be tough if she didn't cooperate, but you're right. They did already have evidence of like bruises and bite marks, so would that already be enough? I don't know. Not a doctor. Serious comment on Chris Beard. Maybe they were in some kind of rough adult activities and it got out of control after his glasses broke. He doesn't want the audio coming out because they record it. That's a yeah. That's, a theory. that's, a, that's another. That's a, another theory. Hopefully, the the truth will come out on the whole ordeal. Texas has indefinitely suspended him and without pay. So make of that what you will. I don't. I don't think that theory is true. Four thirty in the morning, adult activities. That's sleeping time. Well, Scoots, yeah, you never got a little rowdy at four thirty in the morning. I mean, when I was like nineteen, maybe. I don't. I mean, if I'm a grown man, sorry, honey, we're not getting together at four thirty in the morning. I've got. I've got sleeping to do. What if she woke you up and she said, "Hey, Scoots, I've been thinking about you. I had a dream." <laughs> I've been thinking about you a whole lot. 
Uh, that would that would maybe be a different scenario. <laughs> so you'd say yes, <laughs> probably so. <laughs> and you're not, and and, and Scoots, I, I hate to say this to you, but you're not married, and Roush and I are, so you don't really know this, but it That's happens true. all the time. Okay, fair enough. Say no more. It's, I mean, sometimes you're right. Sometimes you do just have to say no because it's like not again, not tonight. <laughs> Sick brag. A text. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's a joke. I don't know if uh, if I was laying it on thick enough or not, but it's it's uh, that's a joke. A texter says, "Good morning, TJ. Brad KTP here. Chris Beard must have not known about Shady Race for replacement class." <laughs> Uh, he must have not known about Shady Ray's free, free replacement glasses or he would have not been mad about his breaking. Anyway, Stoops is really closing out this class strong, and that's exciting. Louisville Roush can suck it. Have a good day, TJ. Hope Louisville never wins another game. Oh, did you see the stat? Kentucky's offense is actually ranked around 115th right now in efficiency. Suck it, U of L. Is that football or basketball? It's kind of sad you got to ask. I actually think the numbers on UK – basketball are better than what the what the folks think yeah they uh they surprised me the last i saw of them if you give me a second i can check it out on the, the old kin palm i would guess that's probably football related and that's just horrible i think there's 143 teams being 115 uh, 136 i think and they were one they were 92 last i checked i don't know how they could drop that much that quickly uh yeah Kentucky offense is 18th and kin palm in basketball Eighth in defensive efficiency. Yeah, and I think Kyle Tucker pointed out that it's not until like conference play that the Ken Palm numbers start to really find its level. He uses some info from like last season, but um, I don't know how it all works. But yeah, is, I would think you would need to have so, some 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 a, a good body of statistics to incorporate in it because that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. You know. Yeah. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, I got a free Woodford Reserve Lexus Lounge ticket, and it was awesome. They had unlimited food, ice cream bar, taco bar, alcohol bar, and TVs at the urinals and the stalls. It was also nice to drink while you peasants could not. The hardest part was going back to the poor people season ticket seats the next weekend. I had a taste of the good life, and it was nice. Man, that would be awesome. TVs at the urinal? <laughs> that, that actually kind of does like tick me off. A little bit. The TVs at the urinal? Yeah. Because I, well, I, there's been times where I've had to like, and I know that there's somebody else out there that's had to do the same. Where like you're either going to the bathroom or you're getting a concession and you can, either you know a big play is about to happen or like you hear it over the loudspeaker or whatever it may be. Or even you're running like from your seat to the concourse and you have to go search for a TV. Like, I've ran almost, like, 40 yards just finding a TV that's been on, that's worked. And even then, the TVs are, like, incredibly tiny, and they're delayed to the stadium, which is understandable, I, I guess. You wish they weren't, that you could just get the exact same feed as the Jumbotron. But they're delayed to the stadium, so usually here before, so you know yeah. if it's either good or bad. But I still want to see what it is so I know with my eyes what has happened. And there has. There's been multiple times where I've had to, like, make a mad dash to try to find a TV. And these rich folks, they can, they, they just, it's right there in front of them. They don't, you know, and that that's the way that it should be, I suppose. If you're paying that much money, it's not so much. It's my issue isn't so much with the urinals at the TV. It's neglecting 
the average fan again and again and again. You're going to do the urinals of the TV. Couldn't we have a TV every 10 feet? And again, I hate doing this. I hate defending them and, and using them as an example, but you got to when they're doing some things right. U of L game, you don't go more than 10 yards without there being a TV, usually a pretty good quality TV, and it's on and you got the game. So hearing that the, the urinals have the TV, it bothers me a little bit. Not that they have them. That's fine. Good for them. But again, make the average fan, like make the life in the concourse for the average fan better. We already can't buy beer. I uh, sometimes go down into the concourse to buy concessions. Um, and I haven't been blown away. The TVs they have are like the ones your substitute teacher would roll out and the class would just go bananas, you know? Well, yeah, but did you also see this quote from the the Lane Report? I don't know how much you read your uh, Lane Report subscription this month, but uh, Barnhart also said, our financial goal is to have resources meet expectations. When you come into a venue, you want to see the lights on, the scoreboard working properly, and enough heat and air conditioning. It's always about having resources meet expectations. So... TJ, if the lights are on and the scoreboard's working, buddy, then they're not on. Mitch, they're not on. Mitch, the lights aren't on and the scoreboard isn't working. Florida and Utah did not play football every single week this season. That score is inaccurate. And the ribbon board didn't work. Those are lights. The lights aren't on. The ribbon board didn't work. And, again, it was against your biggest rival that, like, seemingly everything was being – everything held together with duct tape and glue started to come apart, which UL fans already think UK's facilities are dumpy, and UK's improved them, and they're nice for the most part. But, yeah, I miss, I missed that part in the Lane Report. Yeah, yeah, quite a, quite a quote right there. John here. Good morning, everyone. Hey, had a question for the KRC crew. I never watched the complete season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I've seen a few episodes here and there, but that's about it. So is the show a binge-worthy show? And if not, please give me some suggestions. I need something to do at work, LOL. Oh, we'll got to go talk to you later. John, that's a very funny show. I will say it is um, it is a lot of uh, shock humor. So for me, like Sonny and Curb, I think it's very funny, like two or three episodes at a time. But I can't, mm-hmm. I can't watch a lot in a row because then it just – it's like – you know, it's it's similar kind of in, in Sonny's case, there's a lot of like yelling and like, ah, and people being like, you know, crazy drunk or something like that. Like, it's just very outlandish. And uh, the the awkwardness of the, the cringe factor of Curb Your Enthusiasm is kind of similar to me, too, where it, it wears on me after a while. So, well, I, yes, very good show, John. Very funny. But I, I don't know if you'll just be able to burn and turn through like whole seasons at a time. I was going to say the same thing, and I was afraid that it was going to come off maybe as like, a, maybe I'm just old, and like it, it doesn't resonate with me anymore because I'm older, but I still really do enjoy Always Sunny, but I can really only do about one episode. It's like a, it's like sneezing. Like one or two back-to-back kind of can feel good. It's nice. You enjoy it. But anything more than two, it's just annoying. No, it's, try eight or nine. Talk about amazing. Oof. No, that's really annoying. No, it's, it's amazing. Scoots loves eight or nine sneezes in a row. Why do you, after two, you're like the, I think the satisfaction of the sneeze has been completed. No, I disagree. So, never mind. I'll save that for the break. But I enjoy eight or nine sneezes in a row. No doubt. I think I know what you're going to say. And it's people saying a sneeze is technically one eighth of blah, blah, blah. There you right? go. Yep. 
That's where I was going with that. I figured I'd save it. So, yeah, if you sneeze eight times, there you go. So what you're telling <laughs> us is when you sneeze eight times. <laughs> no. No, I'm not. Scoots. But it feels the no. same. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, John, I would suggest it as like, I mean, maybe at work if you're bored, sure, why not? But uh, I would view it as like a before you go to bed, have a good laugh, feel yeah. good when you go to sleep. And then, but yeah, like Ralph said, you can't do multiple ones. Um, so the episodes where like Frank is getting violently drunk and he's just like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's funny, but it just, it, yeah, the, the effect wears off eventually. Mitch has to go, says one texter on the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. He's a great AD in 95 out of 100 categories, but he's so misguided in anything fan relations, whether it be parking, season tickets, press conference, alcohol. Let me say this. If he's so delusional and detached from reality that he thinks anyone who wants to drink can afford a suite or anyone who chooses not to be in the suite chooses so because they want to be in a family environment, then he no longer belongs in such a powerful position that affects as many common people as his position does. I think that's well said. I think the first sentence especially is well said. He, he checks so many boxes and he's done so many great things, but the areas where he's not are just so alarming and so huge that it, it really can overshadow a lot of the good things that he's done. And, uh, and so much of it is with fan relations. He just seems so out of touch with what the average fan wants versus what the rich donor is maybe telling him. You, you kind of got to uh, give it up for Tony Neely for, uh, you know, all these years. We, we haven't had uh, – he's they've done a good job of uh, – I don't want to say covering it up, but, you know, we haven't uh, had those – those issues haven't been as prominent because he's been hiding them. I guess you should you should you could say. A texter says, "Who would be hosting Leary? Can Liam make phone calls? Nobody really will. knows what Liam Cohen can, can't do, is or not doing." Pretty sure uh, Levis is hosting him though. Oh, wasn't Levis just in New York though? He was. Uh, he's on part of my take today. Uh, he's on Pennant Deep last night too. He's he's doing a lot of media. I thought I thought Levis was though, but I'm I may be mistaken. You thought Levis was hosting him? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he is. Maybe he came back. Red eye. Who knows? But yeah. Uh, good. Good. Quiet. Why don't you, you reach into your scores for that? Scores, hey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Texas says, well, Scoots was right about an IU triple-double, just not the right guy. But, hey, that's something. That bet with Trevor is going to get interesting if U of L figures basketball out. No kidding. Good thing Eastern Michigan's got a win coming up on Sunday. They host Detroit. Why do you think that's a win against Detroit? It's, a, it's just a win. I'm feeling good. I'm going to talk it into existence. Words have power. Eastern Michigan wins on Sunday. How about that? If words had power, I, I would think the Rutherford show would be doing U of L basketball some good. Well, and and we'd already be millionaires because we've tried to talk the lottery thing into existence yeah, for right. years you ever now. Said I was last night wouldn't get mega millions. Unbelievable. Hope they're happy. Good job, Dugan. Oh, way to go, Dugan! Pathetic, absolutely pathetic. Pathetic. And the sad thing is, nobody won, which means your numbers could have very well been the winning numbers. The good news is it rolls over to Friday. Yeah. Woo. Scoots, what did you think of the non-call goaltending during the IU-Arizona game? Uh, I think it severely changed the momentum of that game. That's what I think. 
If that bucket gets, if that goaltending gets called, I believe it would have been a two-point game at that point. It's a, just a completely different game. Man, I wish that last texter was our coach instead of Calipari. That last texter knows so much more about basketball than Cal does. We found him, folks. Let's get the texter in Lexington and win number nine. Yeah. I don't know exactly what text that was in reference to, but I love it. I love I love text messenger beef. Always have, always will. A texter says, go cards. Another one says, says, rawhide and all those Tennessee McDonald's bags. Oh, this is for Air Bud. Oh, yeah. I Paying love him that. to recruit. <laughs> Air Bud 24, pickle pup. That's really good. Yeah, that'd be a good one. <laughs> I, I could see a dog being a really good pickleball player. He just kind of hits it in the kitchen every time. Ooh, but the dog gets into the sport because he really likes pickles. Um, thinks he's signing up to eat pickles and instead is stuck playing pickleball. Yeah, but you'd have to establish that like the owner says pickle and that gives like and gives the dog a treat that's a pickle. So then he keeps saying pickleball and the dog keeps getting excited and the owner doesn't realize he's getting excited about the word pickle. So he's like, well, I guess the dog wants to play pickleball. And then they find out the dog just wanted pickles all along. Man. Who says no to that? Uh, Scoot says no to we, that. I'm out. We, sh- we, we should be Hollywood producers. Matthew McConaughey voices over the dog. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> rough, 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 rough. <laughs> Hitting it over the net at all, we read the Top Golf one. Yeah, it's very common for victims to recant their complaints when their partner gets arrested for this kind of thing, especially when there's a lot of money potentially on the line. I, I totally believe that that's the case. That that can that that isn't unusual at all. I'd guess Texas top targets would be Oates, Musselman, and Tommy Lloyd. Yeah, and like I, you know, I, I yes, Texas is going to be able to get whoever they want. I don't know if an aging Rick Pitino is going to be number one on their on their wish list, but. I think it probably should be near the top. Like he's NCAA stuff is totally and completely behind him. He's obviously a great coach. They were down double digits in the second half last night on the road at Princeton, and they were able to come back and, and win. And you may say, like, it's Princeton. He, he's at Iona. He's got Iona talent. The dude is a good coach, not against Calipari, but the dude is a good basketball coach, and Texas would kill it if they had Rick Patino there leading the charge. But you're right that probably Oates, Musselman, they, they would be right there. I don't think so about Tommy Lloyd so much. Queso on salad? Yikes. Yeah, I don't know. That's Salsarita's queso. He's wacky. I could put it on just about anything. It's outstanding. I like their guacamole a lot, too. TJ, I know you're not a guacamole guy. Mm-hmm. But if you're a guacamole gal or girl, you should try Salsarita's. It's outstanding. Fresh. So good with their wildly addictive chips. The perfect pair this holiday season while you're on the run, stop in their drive-thru in their military location. Really easy, really convenient. You just pop up that Salsaritas app. You'll get some Salsaritas bucks. It's amazing. Check them out today. They also have a location in St. Matthews right there on Hubbard's Lane. Very convenient while you're doing your holiday shopping. Uh, 11 days till Christmas. Wow. Can't believe it. it's going to be here before you know it. 2022, wrapping up. What a year that it's been. Finish it with Salsaritas. Roush is right. That Middletown drive through sounds really good, staying out of the rain. But if you're in St. Matthews, totally think you should check out their location off Hubbard's. We love Salsaritas. Download the app. It'll save you time or money. I know we've got some listeners in Shepherdsville changing gears here. 
when we return from the break, I've got a question for you all, and I need oh, somebody in Shepherdsville to help me out. I was driving through your sweet little town yesterday, and something really stood out to me. So we'll come back. We'll tell you what that is. Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Oh, TJ Walker. Oh, the Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. That win made me cream my drawers. Roll call. Yep, worth remembering your one good Thornton's text line text away from potentially being a drop on the radio show. Mm-hmm. Make us sound silly. And you, your text can live in an in infamy. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Scooch, you having a good day? A fun show? Uh, if I can get my mic to work, yeah, it'd be great. Uh, yeah, super fun show. I've had a lot of fun this morning. You mentioned it during the break, but I got a text message about it. People enjoying the Disney music. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Is that more sarcasm? They actually hate it? No, no, that's that's sincere. Okay, sweet. I figured Disney always speaks to people because you're either you either remember your childhood or you have children of your own now, and it just means something different for you. So I, I just feel like Disney music always can speak to people. It's universal. Yeah, exactly. Scoots, what do you think about Purdue's new coach? Is he going to continue to keep the 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 bucket? Who is it? I actually missed that. It, 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 it got totally, unfortunately, for Purdue. The the Leach news just one thousand percent overshadowed their them naming their head coach. I saw that they had named one. I just never did see who it was. It wasn't until I was in bed, just kind of like putting my phone down for the last time that I even saw it. I was like, "Oh, did they name the interim head coach?" And no, this was uh, they 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 named their head coach Ryan Walters. He was the defensive coordinator at Illinois. Wow. Good luck with yeah. that, Purdue. People uh, considered him to be the best, one of the best uh, coordinators in football this year. So, I, a little surprising they went defensive, um, even though that matches the Big Ten West identity better than what Jeff was trying to do. Thought they might stick with the offense and try to keep the Brom thing rolling, but uh, uh, Ron Waters is considered to be one of the the bright young minds in all of football. So we'll um, see how he does there. See, it does. It, feel, it feels like a fit in the Big Ten West, but, you know, uh, plenty of folks have felt like fits in Purdue, and it hasn't worked out before. Hopefully he gets yep. comfortable losing to the Hoosiers. Before Illinois defensive coordinator, he was, I think, a co-defensive coordinator, safeties coach at Missouri. The Missouri's had some solid defenses, as Kentucky fans can, can recall. I, I was a little surprised by it as well, Roush, but – Maybe they're taking the Kentucky approach. We used to always think that Kentucky has to be able to throw it around to beat these better defenses because UK would never be able to get the talent and depth and blah, blah, blah. But as Stoops showed us, no, you kind of need to play their game and just develop and, and, and you'll get them. And so maybe Purdue's doing that where it's like, yeah, the fun offense is nice, but if we really want to, to stabilize things for the long haul, let's, let's do what everybody else is doing. 
hit the trenches, good defenses. And this guy is 37 years old. Yeah. Uh, supposedly he's a good recruiter. That's great. I mean, to have that as your head coach. And I think Purdue's kind of getting him on the cheap. Yep. So maybe more money for his staff. And uh, they can keep beating Indiana for the old Oak and Bucket. Scoops. <sighs> yeah, suck it. Suck it for um, the Oak and Bucket. And a big shout out to our uh, pal Keon Brooks. We had that one texter who really wants Keon Brooks back. 30 points last night. Career high. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. It was against Cal Poly. It was a close game late. They needed Brooks to, to have a big game. But I don't know. You, you know, between – have we seen anything from any of the other fours to know that Keon Brooks leaving ended up not being a big deal? So far, I think UK could just use his shooting because you're not really getting – it's not like you're getting rebounding and, and whatnot from Toppin or an aggressive, versatile player that can score inside and out. Brooks, we were frustrated with for some things, and we were all kind of okay when he moved on, but he was a lot more consistent than any other fours with his jump shot. It's true. That is true. Speaking of fours, the texter says, Bryce Hopkins would be this team's best offensive four by a wide margin. I don't know if that's true. And I don't know if Hopkins' style of play would be better for this UK team. He was somebody that needed to score on the block and the interior he had an okay jump shot, but I, I don't. I think he would still not be a beautiful fit for this team. Also, they Cal would play him at the three, right? Probably. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. As you, if, yeah, I mean, at some points he would. I think you like know Chris Livingston, you know, more times not than a four. But yeah, no, you're right. That would also be disastrous. But if you had like a a Scal, a Bissier, if you had maybe even next year like an Aaron Bradshaw or you played Damian Collins at the five like you're supposed to, then you could have a nice bruising strong four like somebody Bryce Hopkins. But with Oscar, Hopkins is just not a – it's not a really great fit for a front court. So I disagree with you, Texas, respectfully, of course. It's interesting to see South Carolina lose their best players due to nil stuff. No way theirs is worse than ours, right? Apparently, I guess. Is it due to nil stuff, or is it because Dal Watkins is coming in? Which what program do you currently hate more, South Carolina or Missouri? Um, yeah, South Carolina is probably more threatening with Shane Beamer. Um, but like seriously, nil, like just don't. Every time something bad happens, don't just quickly blame nil. Like that's an easy scapegoat for coaches. They that that's the first thing they're going to sell to try to spin this. The spin from South Carolina, would, by the way, it's it's if you love Schadenfreude like I do, uh, man, just drink their tears right now because they whew, they are spinning as hard as they can possibly spin right now. Just don't don't fall for it every time. Texter says, "I hope the sports buzz comes back." Not only was it a good fun show, it had a catchy name. Is that? Is, is that Dugan texting them? And I think this other text was for Spears. We could skip. It's a yeah. It's yeah. about Bellerman. Yeah. Go go nice. And uh, he had Scotty D on yesterday. Oh, I missed that one. Mm-hmm. Shay here. Just realized J.Q. Hardaway and Carmel English were high school teammates. Package commitment coming soon, Rush. Mm, that would be interesting. Yeah, uh, but we haven't heard a lot from either side. Uh, I haven't, haven't really heard much. English has been very quiet, which I think is probably a good thing for Kentucky. 
Um, because like you alluded to earlier, no idea what Liam Cohen can, can and cannot do uh, right now. Shay again, got to be honest. I don't know if it's sad or not, but I follow a lot of our players who have entered the transfer portal on Twitter and haven't seen a single one tweet or say anything about another Power 5 school offering. Magwood with a UCF visit this weekend, but let me ask you guys this. Would you rather ride the bench at the SC, in the SEC and get to live that life or go be a star at, in Akron? I mean, well, me a choice to be a star, I'm probably choosing to be a star. Being a star in the MAC probably means you're going to the NFL. Um, so, yeah, you're in, in, star, in, but if you're just saying, like, would you rather be like a contributor, role player at a MAC level school, or would you rather kind of be a bench guy that maybe sometime will get playing time at a Power Five? Different strokes for different folks. It's, it's personal opinion. The thing. If I'm putting in, like, you put in a lot of time, effort, and energy. And if you've already lived the SEC experience, like, I think I would just want to play, right? I mean, that that's why you put in all the time. Putting in that much work and then just not doing the fun stuff, that would kind of stink. So I, I, I can understand why they would want to do that. And I would also say, too, like, I know – uh, Magwood to UCF, like that's pretty significant. But I, I think that there is value in just wanting to play, and I think that's what Bo Allen decided to do. He's just like, yeah, I, I'm a quarterback. I just want to play football. So he went and slung it around at Tarleton, had a good time, and was a newcomer of the year this year. Chase says that he, I would, he would stay probably, at the Power Five level. Yeah, I think I. He says I'd be honest. I'd say the Power Five just feels like those guys are going to end up FCS or worse. Just wondered if Roush had any insight. Love you. I'll talk to you later. I think I'd rather just kind of see if I could make it at the big place and just work hard and see if you could if you could punch through. Um, but it, you know, a lot of it comes. Do you like being at bigger universities, smaller universities? And that's not necessarily exclusive to Power Five versus Group of Five. But that's yeah, just personal opinions for different people. I'd rather I think hang around at the bigger school and think that you know I'm close to breaking through. When in reality, I was probably just getting recruited over every year. I was a GPA guy. <laughs> Here's some inside info from Lackford. Yeah, and we don't, you know, we don't want to share behind paywall information left and right, or at least verbatim. Um, but this was about the the players transferring, which other people have talked about. That's been in UK circles as well, and we mentioned that in hour number one. The texture says, "Thank you, Mitch. You freaking dweeb loser." Well, let's let's let this stuff play out before we know yeah. for sure. Rouch basically said, "I'm not so sure that's what's going to happen." And it's mostly just from a like logical sense. Like I just don't don't get it. Um, just don't get it. So we'll that's kind of when I was learning all this stuff about the Vince Marrow. That's why I, I just it didn't like he's he's not gonna he's gonna make less money. Like it just doesn't make sense. Even if U of L has momentum, even if their nil situations easier, even if that could solidify the aspirations connection to U of L and Vince and make maybe even Vince's job easier. I just couldn't imagine a scenario where he would be leading Stoops, his boy, first and foremost, and secondly, just taking less money. Like it just, it, I think that's kind of where Roush is at with the Carrington Valentine stuff. Although in that situation, maybe it would just be he's getting more money, but Roush doesn't see how that would make sense. Yeah, and also, I mean, is he going to be? Are they going to just make him like their highest paid player? I mean, I don't know. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. That would, I mean, and then if Louisville was bad in some other areas, that'd just kind of be open yourself up to like, oh, at least you got a above average cornerback from Kentucky. Like, you know, yeah, they would, I, it just, uh, that, and that's why, like, I'm not just going to go blame nil on everything. Cause well, actually, that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. TJ, I'm a lifelong abuser of the turn signal etiquette, but since your rant a couple weeks ago, I've made a conscious decision to use my turn signal at all times, even when turning in my driveway on my deserted street. So keep up the good work of making our street safer by converting one turn signal abuser at a time. Go Cats. Uh, wow. hey, I got what a hero, out. TJ. I've been made fun of actually on multiple occasions for using my turn signal to pull into driveways. Uh, if I'm turning, I'm signaling, baby. If I'm going left, you're going to see a little thing going left. If I'm going right, you know that I'm going to be going right. Uh, good for you. It's not too late for other people to change. Don't be selfish. Use your turn signal. Um, one, it's annoying if you don't. But two, yes, it can also make pe- things safer. Pe- it's better when you know where cars are going versus the good old-fashioned mystery and it just shows you're with it like it shows that like hey i'm i'm paying attention i'm not i'm not and i'm not texting i'm not driving i'm using my turn signal men brethren boys amigos scoots alex from colga here it's been a hot minute i've never stopped listening though the christmas season at the end of the school semester just crazy my bad but i digress words cannot express how excited i am at the prospect of jq hardaway possibly ending up in kentucky all bias aside i think jq can be as elite in brad white's defense because brad white and brad white we trust hope you all have a great day i'll try to be less of a stranger if for some reason you don't hear from me again before christmas merry christmas to all and your beautiful families thanks alex from colga merry christmas alex from colga uh tj have you started using merry christmas as a greeting to strangers yet no i i did yesterday for the first time like somebody on a walk yeah, I don't know. I don't think I do that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, like, I do it on Christmas and Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. I, I do it. Just I, like I felt like two weeks in advance is a good good enough wiggle room for me to start saying that just randomly. Is that your way just to stick it to the happy holiday folks? Oh, yeah. Really sticking it to them. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I've never thought about that. Maybe I'll start doing that. Yeah. Although, knowing my luck, the first person I'll do it to will be like, I don't practice that. How dare you? What is what is this nonsense about Valentine to Louisville? What could possibly be his rationale if he's actually happens? What an absolute loser he is. Let Brown and Pete eat him <laughs> up or just tell Caddis to go headhunting for him. Again, let's let stuff play out before we start doing the name calling. And then even then, maybe don't do the name calling. Yeah, maybe then. Uh, roll call. Roush, you might have no clue. Likely is it UK wraps up theory on this? Is it? Yeah, Roush. How likely is it? I don't. I mean, tell me, I, blogger boy. Feel good about it? I don't know. Like I felt good about it once they got him on campus. Nothing's really changed. So yeah, I don't. I'm good, likely. It's likely. Playing the game. Scooch only gives golf lessons to the married women. Actually turned down two married women yesterday. Wow. Wait, what? Yeah, two of the women that wanted lessons were married, and I told them no. (laughs) I just wish I could have been there. 
It's a good time. Anybody anybody get overserved? No. No, not like last year. Last year's Christmas party was whoo. This year, yeah, we were all pretty good this year. TJ, this morning on my way to work, it absolutely was downpouring, and the only thing I could think about was my wipers and praying they wouldn't go flying off. Oh, yeah, this morning would not have been a good day if your wiper were to fly off like mine did a couple weeks ago. Luckily, got it replaced. Did it all myself, totally manly, no problems. Definitely didn't have the person help, uh, but I told that story. So it's, it's back on safely, though. A texter says, Charles Walker, a guy from Louisville. Come on, guys. I mean, yeah, Charles, but he wasn't like a coveted prize recruit. No he offense to Charles Walker. Walker. Who so that's a little Walker. different than what we were talking about. But Charles Walker is the man. Second best Walker to go to, through St. X in the last 20 years. Did you all see Jennifer Palumbo's tweet? I did. She's, she's on her Ritz balcony, and she's preaching to the masses, and everybody's cheering and hooting and hollering. But she said, alcohol at UK football games, and I think all fans should have the same option. UK could start with beer and limit it to one per transaction. Fans who pay more can be rewarded with better seats and parking. Everything else should be equal. Yeah, totally agree. And that's yeah. it's good to hear. It really is a really weird like setup that UK has. Just their elite elite system to let the rich folks drink, but the common folk not responsible enough to do such. It's it's pretty ridiculous. John Thanks, here. Oh, yeah, we got John again. Hey, John. Oh, good morning to all. Congrats to intern Jacob and Zach. Oh, Zach. That is a big accomplishment. I don't know what it is like to leave college early as a younger adult. However, I do know that feeling that this is the last day I will ever be in college. Last week on Thursday, I finished up my master's degree. Wow. Wow. Congrats, John. I can still feel the excitement. And I have a pretty big interview for myself today. And the position couldn't make me a happier person. Well, thank you, KRC crew, for... Making the week start awesome every day. Got to go talk to you later. Well, best of luck, John. That's wow, awesome. John. That's You're officially great. smarter than all of us if you finish your master's degree. You're going to do a great job in the job interview. Just be yourself, buddy. Uh, and uh, wow, big things happening for John. We love hearing it. Nil could be funded by the sale of cold beer. All beer could be served in souvenir cups priced a dollar or two more. The cups would be showcased to different players' face each week, along with their Twitter handles, Instagram, and bio. You could also include a QR code where you could donate to the group fund or buy their jersey or something like that. A great idea. We've got texters on the Thornton's text line being more innovative than UK Athletics has been in years. That's an issue. Uh, and if you think like, oh, man, are, they, uh, are there rules against that? There, there are no rules. Just do it. Jmi said, "Absolutely not, no chance." Although I still Actually, don't really know exactly what Jmi is not allowing or doing, but everybody seems to have an issue with them. Uh, so you know. Although I do think the one state rule that Kentucky has, like the wall, is it can't be for alcohol stuff. Or well, then just put it on all the cups. Yeah, or, yeah, souvenir soda cups. I just yeah, who cares? Yeah. Uh, it's a good idea though. I, I like the way you're thinking. That's just a l- few things people could could do. Uh, on the news right now, man unicycles from Maine to Florida. Get a job, buddy. Texter says, for the first time in history, scientists have achieved nuclear fusion. Scoots, please explain nuclear fusion to the common man. Clean energy, Scoots, please let us know. Yeah, I, d- I do know this one. Nuclear fusion is basically a man-made process that replicates the same energy and that powers the sun. So when they take two smaller atoms, put them together, it makes a larger one, creating heat. So Scoots Googled this text message before you sent it, uh, when you sent it in, 
what I, what uh, what will that I, mean though for like us? Not, I, I will, no clue. I, I would like to add to this though. I'm pretty sure this was in a bunch of superhero movies. Like I think this was the Spider-Man Two with Doc Ock. I think this is what he was oh, trying we, to do. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, but like that, they actually have found a way to like have a net zero carbon emission thing. It's very young, but that could so what be. What does that mean for us? Uh, that means we're not like, I mean, it'd be bad for coal probably, but like not having emissions is huge, huge for our environment. Is China going to do it? Uh, I would think they would want to, because it would be like, it, I think, it would, I don't want to say it would be unlimited in, in, energy, but, uh, it's, it's the road towards it, right? Energy efficiency. So I've got I think no they would want to do that. All right. I will. You all inform me a, a heck of a lot more than I knew. A texter says, it is equivalent to the same energy that powers the sun scoops. Thanks for leaving us Shepherdvillians hanging, TJ. Oh, yeah, forgot. Okay. So heading north into Shepherdsville, so you're coming south, Preston. It's I think it's the Salt River. I'm just going off the top yep. of my head. The Salt River. What is up with that bridge? There's like half stringing, half like some Christmas decorations on it, some that are like literally hanging over the edge of the bridge into the Salt River. And like you'll have a five yard stretch that actually like looks nice and looks good, but then you'll have like twenty yards that literally has nothing but like part of the bridge looks like it's about ready to fall into the Salt River. What's going on with that bridge? And more importantly, the Christmas decorations. I'll let the Thornton's text line answer it, and we'll get back to uh, we'll answer that tomorrow. But Shepherdsville, what's up with that bridge? Very curious about it. Very cute downtown. The Christmas decorations look great, but that bridge makes it look like you're going into some sort of area that you do not want to be going into. Uh, I want more details. And knowing my luck, it's going to end up being like something sad or symbolic and terrible, and I'll be eating crow tomorrow. So regardless, tune Get in. your heart out, TJ. 7 a.m. This has been Kentucky Roll Call. Roll call. Everybody.